Alright guys, hello, I'm Karma Cut. And I'm Moy Dog. And welcome to Command Comps, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything related to tactical shooters. Okay, well, yes, welcome everybody. Uh, I'm Moy Dog. I typically stream on Twitch Monday through Friday and also upload on YouTube. And primarily, you'll see a lot of content related to squad, whether it's gameplay and guides. And, uh, and who else do we have here? Hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> so uh, you might know me. I'm Karma Cut. I have my own channel as well, uh, where Moy takes up a lot of the Twitch space for tactical shares. I'm more video oriented. Um, and you can find my channel as well on YouTube. Cool. So what exactly are we doing here, Karma? All right. It's kind of weird, right? We're just yeah, talking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess this podcast came out of like, I have to say, we have to give TAC5 some credit, right? Um, sparking oh, up the uh, the little workings in my head, getting some ideas rolling. You know, podcasts have always been something that I've really wanted to do uh, just because I enjoy the medium. I love how you can really get in depth with some topics that you can't really get in depth with while you're playing. Um, and it just expanding upon those conversation points is just really interesting to me, especially in a space that isn't as covered as much as tactical shooters. What about you? What do you, what do you kind of see this podcast as? Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much a really good overview because so many times, especially, you know, I know you, you've been streaming a lot more recently, especially uh, squad and there's so many times that you kind of want to elaborate and talk a bit more about either a specific game or maybe mechanic in the game or just generally about the industry. And you can't really get as in-depth as you want to. So yeah, I'm kind of the same way, you know, with, with, with TAC5. And once again, just shout out to those guys. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Just the moment that that happened and that we recorded, I'm like, you know what? I kind of would like to do this a bit more often. Uh, so definitely being able to talk about not just squad, but other tactical shooters and the, the industry around this and the communities. Uh, you know, I know I'm super passionate about it. You obviously are as well. So I, I think there's a lot of people who do kind of want to hear about things, also maybe ask questions and, and learn a little bit more and, and hit on some of those topics that you can't really get in a YouTube video. Or, or a stream you know yeah i mean just talking about the games themselves like even talking about how to play the game or spe specific mechanics yeah. within the game you just don't have time when you're streaming when you're playing it's just things are happening so fast and the mechanics have so much depth so much complexity to them that even when you talk about the games themselves there's just so much to cover so hopefully we'll not just talk about mechanics and specific features within games on this podcast we'll talk about you know higher level things such as the industry as a whole uh, you know game studios strategy um, just a whole bunch regarding this scene and this genre just because aside from tac 5 there's not really too many other people doing it and i think you and i both stand in a really good position to kind of give pretty interesting takes and you know i guess well-advised takes as far as what's going on in the scene what we like and don't like and any interesting other future things that might be coming out yeah i definitely think well-advised that's, mm -hmm. that's I like <laughs> i like that description well-advised no it's 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 great and I'm super excited to to get this kicked off officially with our inaugural episode of Command Comms. Yeah. So what are we what are we talking about here today? Yeah. So uh, kicking us off, the most recent you know kind of big news in the tactical shooter scene right now is Squad's release. So it's been in development for you know four or five years now, a long time coming. And OWI finally kicked us uh, kicked Squad out the door, and we have it here now, taking a look at V1 taking a look at a lot of the kind of i guess rush you'd say that it's gotten with a whole bunch of big streamers picking it up where the game stands as a whole our initial impressions of it and what we think are the best things about it and the you know problems or issues that have kind of arisen within the past couple of months regarding squad yeah wait uh, squad released it's not it's not actually a beta game i know anymore. right like, it's, it's crazy <laughs> i never thought the day would come with like it's weird yeah it is really weird and i don't say like i don't think the day would ever come in like a negative way it just i'm so used to it being in early access and i'm happy that it's actually released but it's like man what a journey you know it's there, there you'd think there'd be like a more clear cut of like okay and release and we're live and yeah. we're good to go yeah. now right but for you and i i imagine like a lot of it was just like all right, and the game's live, but we nothing really changed too much on our on our end aside from like it was a like, patch. Yeah, yeah, it was a patch essentially. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, Moy, what are your first impressions of V one? Well, first impressions of V one, I, I kind of it, it's it's it seems more of a uh, almost like a like if I got a card in the mail, I'm like, oh yeah, it's my birthday. 
Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, I'm 30 now, you know, birthdays are, it's, it's still my birthday. Uh, and at first it, it didn't really hit me as, as uh, you know, mechanic wise, like you said, it's, it was really almost just a patch, but seeing when I saw like the cinematic trailer and then when I saw the, the steam overlay and, and squad on the header and, and then the, the official 1.0 next to it, that's when it finally hit me. I'm like, this is a game mm-hmm. <laughs> like this isn't like an early access game. And I think we all have those games that we've either followed or kickstarted or whatever over the years that when you first get into it, you're like, sweet, I love this beta game. It's awesome. Early access. And then years go by and you kind of forget about it or just kind of putters out or maybe it, it doesn't, you know, go anywhere and just dies. Maybe it, it goes to full access, but you don't have any fanfare or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think what was really unique about squad is that it seemed like it was legit. Like it was actually like a full release. It seems like it wasn't necessarily a beta to 1.0. It almost felt like this just started like a new, almost it's obviously not call of duty, but when, when a new game is published, there's a lot of interest in it. And especially with the streamers, a bunch of YouTube uh, YouTubers just jumping on it. I mean, it was, it was a lot bigger than I thought. To be it, honest. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I think for me, just like we've been talking about, it kind of felt like just a patch. So like when I finally saw it on the steam page in the steam store and it's like V one release, I was like, Oh shoot. You know, <laughs> we've actually, it's actually come legit. out. Yeah. It's legit. And I think the biggest wake up call, and I think that's, for, for most of the squad community was seeing those numbers jump i mean squad literally doubled almost maybe tripled its average player count in a couple days and i think that was that was incredible to me because in in the back of my mind i somewhat thought that you know everyone that you know was gonna play squad has probably already picked up squad and played squad at this point <laughs> just because it's it's been in development for five years you know it's it's a it's an old game um you know, relatively speaking, compared to like Hell at Loose or Prescriptum, Prescriptum, it's just like, it's incredible how many players have yet to actually jump in and how many new players we're getting constantly and daily. And I think it's really cool for the game. But just like uh, if we look at Escape from Tarkov, how that kind of exploded in popularity, I think there are some problems that kind of come with this new audience, especially because Squad is such a community-focused game. It's it's just like Tarkov. It really like, is. Yeah. yeah, there is a tutorial, which is much better than Tarkov. You know, Tarkov just <laughs> kind of throws you in there. But for Squad, it's still like such a massive game that requires so much communication, unlike any other game really out there aside from Project Reality. Uh, yeah, that it's it's kind of shocking, and I think that's that that new kind of mechanic, that new kind of playstyle, is actually what's making Squad feel very fresh and very attractive to a lot of new players. But I think like uh, it's it's fresh and it's new and it's I, I get people all the time. I'm sure you get people all the time where they're asking they see it and they're still like, what is this game? Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. people, I, I, we live in a box of squad. Yeah, you know, it, as, as much as a community driven game squad is, I think we all think this community is a lot bigger than it actually is. Uh, and you think everybody has to know about it. But when you when you start getting all these new people, you realize that there's actually a lot of people who yeah, don't know how to there's play. There's a lot. <laughs> they don't know uh, just general, hey, is that a BTR or is that a BTR? Like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like So when you start getting into the the people who are now, I, I think it's great that so many new people are, are coming in. And a lot of it, you know, I think it's the the shrouds playing it, you know, mm-hmm, uh, people mm-hmm. like Festily playing it that, that just have a, a viewer base that, maybe they've seen it maybe on a YouTube or, or a video or something like that, but they never actually looked in the squad and now they're trying to play it. And yeah, the tutorial, it's a tutorial. Uh, it's not, you know, it, it maybe mechanically wise people now know how to use a couple things, but trying to jump into the squad community is, uh, is kind of intimidating. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of really intimidating. No, I agree. I, I think that, Definitely what you said when like people don't know what squad is. I think that's the appeal, right? Because you see so many shooters these days. There's a lot of games coming out. The lot of first person shooters coming out. And when you look at it, you can say, okay, I know I roughly know what this game is. It's like a MOBA style shooter or it's an arcade shooter. There's a lot of games that are very easily um, recognized, like as far as the archetype of game when you see it online. But for games like Escape from Tarkov or Proscriptum or Squad, when you look at it, it looks like a shooter, but there's a lot that you just don't 
don't understand what's going on. And it's 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 so interesting to see like when that gets to that I guess more mainstream audience. Um, it's very interesting to see how many people that attracts because it's like you wouldn't think that something so confusing or complex would be so attractive but for whatever reason people are looking at these games these hardcore tactical shooters where it looks like first person fps but they can't figure it out at first glance you know it's it's really interesting how that has become kind of something that's you know more or less trending Um, well is is that what like what when when i got into squad mm -hmm. i was kind of the same way it's like you you kind of look at it as yo yo this is like a super hardcore military shooter this looks super cool and then there's so many layers underneath it mm-hmm. that you can kind of do whatever you want. I mean, what, like, I, I honestly didn't realize I was going to like armor, for example, as much as I do, or the mechanics of, of making, you know, mechanized infantry and stuff work, or even getting your logistics right. I mean, is that, is this the, the depth? Is that what kind of sold you on squad when you started playing it? Uh, for me, it was, it was more the feeling of like looking at footage and just seeing everyone talking. Not just like the two or three people that you loaded into the match with, not just the five people that you're, you know, your gaming buddies with popping into a match, but seeing all of the teamwork. You don't necessarily know what they're even talking about, the lingo, the the terminology. You don't know who they're talking to, but just the sheer amount of people communicating was a huge, I guess, uh, really, really focus point for me. Just something that really drew me in because you don't really get that. Now, I've talked about this a lot where like Call of Duty, Battlefield, these are big shooters. There's a lot of people on the team. But when you play those big game modes on these, you know, AAA titles that have a lot of players on the server, you're not really talking to anyone. You might talk to the yeah at all. You might talk to the people (laughs) in your squad a little bit or the people that you join the game with. But like, I love how Battlefield always totes like they have, oh, you know, 64 players on the server and this is a massive battle but it's it's like quiet it's a single player multiplayer game that's usually how i classify yeah, those games definitely yeah but squad had the communication that reminded me more or less of i don't know if you played like mmos like wow but like raiding where you oh, have yeah. like so many people trying to do something together and that kind of teamwork like that's really attractive for me and i think it's really attractive for a lot of people people are just looking for that platform or that game that kind of enables that so they can have that experience so that's what drew me into squad um it's wait it's, are you are you suggesting that perhaps the command comms <laughs> drew you into squad yeah right, yeah perhaps. completely right <laughs> completely right yeah it's just i i love it the communication the teamwork that's and i think we both agree on this that's that's what makes this game is the communication the community just all working together and just trying to get people to do like that's why i love invasion so much it's because it's so challenging you need <laughs> you need to communicate with the entire attacking team to make sure you get that first point because otherwise what are you talking about yeah. i want to i want to go you know <laughs> nine kilometers away for an epic flank karma oh hey. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but i i think it like it's it, it's interesting and now that you mention it i i i'm the type of guy I, I don't play too much console but i do have a console and every once in a while you know i'd play a call of duty every once in a while but i i was actually just thinking as you were saying it i mute people in, yeah. in call of duty mm-hmm. like I, I don't care about my team in call of duty i don't care about my team in battlefield yeah. but it's it's completely different when you get into something like squad and yeah that that is really it makes you feel greater uh, or you, you have a greater sense of your importance anything from doing like a logi run up into you know the commander mm-hmm. so that's yeah that's definitely uh definitely something that i think a lot of people especially in the console generation and many people it's weird i feel like gaming has swapped over to less pc and more consoles but games like squad i think people are starting to realize just how uh how fun it can be yeah and unique compared to pretty much everything out there right now it's so unique it's such a unique game and you've seen like a lot of games kind of splinter off within the last uh, i'd say year or two right you postscriptum hell at loose uh, a lot of other you know platoon shooters coming up recently that didn't really yep. exist before you know project reality so it's really interesting to see like how much traction that certain games in this new genre are getting and i hope that you know there is that next game that we can look forward to as far as platoon shooters because I, I i love squad to death but i don't want to be stuck on squad you know I, i'd like to see a lot of other you know platoon style shooters you know get success and get 
you know, more players going just because I think the genre is so cool. And I think that there's a lot of potential within these mm-hmm. platoon shooters, but we'll see where that goes. And, you know, that's something that we're going to talk about on this podcast is like the other games in the vertical and, you know, people are coming up with cool ideas for new games and, and, and following those. So really exciting times, I think, for sure. If you like these kind of games, um, squad release, it's you got a whole bunch of other games that are pushing through early access, trying to get a lot of features done so that they can also release. Uh, definitely exciting times. So in saying that, why do we think streamers like this? Is it the same type of just you have all this type of communication, you have all the teamwork? I mean, what what do you think the big names are really seeing when they're playing something like Squad? I think it's definitely different. So when we talk about streaming these kind of games, right, it's it's a different experience. I think it's great because you get to interact with the community a lot. You get to play with viewers to a certain extent. You get stream sniped a little bit there. Uh, but, what are you talking about? That never happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those games where streamers like it because you can get a lot of community engagement you get a lot of epic moments on Mm -hmm. camera that's one of the things that was really really cool about squad is like you you have the helicopter come in and it blows up and a tank rolls but like it's super cinematic sometimes you you can think to yourself like oh my god am i playing a real game or is this like a trailer you know so it's a very different kind of visual experience or streaming experience where it's not necessarily you popping off and get like 20 kill streaks and you call in all this stuff and it's just absolute chaos but it's like a it's like a movie experience. It's a, it's a cinematic experience that changes every time you play it. Crazy things happen. Artillery rains down. It's just, it's really cool in a non-competitive way. And there's very few games that do that well. I think a lot of games, when you stream them, they're either really good because they're competitive or they're really good because it's a single-player cinematic experience. But Squad is able to kind of blend that multiplayer and cinematic experience together. And I think that is just another reason why I like Squad, but why it's such a good viewing experience. It is a little bit hard to stream, and I know you know this firsthand, I know this firsthand, just with stream sniping and all the normal issues that come with streaming a big game that has a lot of community engagement in it. Uh, but that's my take. What do you think about you know streamers playing the game? Why do you think they get into it? Uh, what what do you think is the main takeaway there? Yeah, I think you kind of hit it there. It's 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 funny because people will sometimes come in and ask for like like best graphic settings or hey you know if you if you turn your textures on low you can see better mm-hmm. and it's like I mean yeah technically that you're you're not wrong in saying that but it's I want to make this look as real and as cool as possible mm-hmm. and it is sometimes you're you're playing almost in a in a in a movie sometimes and you know you can definitely have i will reserve hey i pop off sir okay i get those <laughs> 20 kill streaks mm-hmm. uh but no you can you can have those like really cool moments but then i mean dude even just kind of walking from point to point or flying in the helicopter things like that you can just have some really cinematic moments and i i do think that that adds to it where when you do amp up the graphics and you add the shadows and then you add random people doing random things and blowing things up it, it gets it gets super cool to just kind of kick your feet back in and and watch and i i do think that i think i have something something crazy like two thousand hours streamed of squad something like that yeah it's pretty and gnarly it's 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 insane when you think about it like that's actually i should go outside like that's <laughs> that's, that's a crazy number uh but it's it's the reason I keep going back to it, and I, I used to stream Battlefield and Rainbow Six Siege and some stuff like that. It's you didn't really have the same feel, and I like connecting with people, and you know not just the people I'm playing with, but kind of your audience and being able to integrate people in chat to also get in game, and even if they're not in game, they kind of maybe they start to know the community and the people you're playing with, and they understand the mechanics, and there's there's always a bigger picture in a squad game. And and so things when you're, you know, maybe other games where you would hide your map or you would hide mm-hmm. necessarily who you're talking to. You know, people have, have said to me, hey, don't you want to just put a black screen over your map? And it, the the game is almost played on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so some of these things that I think are really unique and you can really have a cool experience with other people and the replayability with that is just insane. And for a streaming game, I was surprised that it wasn't streamed as much uh, as it was, you know, about a year and a half ago. It was, it was primarily on YouTube. It's like you and uh, Drewski maybe and some other people. I mean, it wasn't every once in a while you might see a, a squad stream, but it was it, nothing nothing like now. Yeah, yeah. 
Most definitely. I mean, the game has exploded in popularity. But like going back to your point, like it's it's all about those shared experiences, right? Not only the shared cinematic experiences, but the shared like funny experiences too. I mean, Squitters and Cornhole, like you're able to have these hilarious moments happen with people and bond with them. Like I think that's one of the best things about Squad is that you are interacting socially while playing this game. You can't play this game without interacting with people. You make friends, you have funny moments, you have crazy moments that you guys can all share together and it's just insane the amount of replayability that you get out of a game like squad because you're not necessarily relying on gameplay mechanics to bring that replayability you actually have different experiences happen as a result of the people that you are playing with which means that you literally almost have an unlimited amount of replayability with squad because you have different people hopping in 100 players per match both on your team and the other team, that 50 player team, you could have a combination of different people, combination of different things happening. It's it's near infinite. And I think that that is like one of the reasons why a lot of people, when they play squad, they learn squad and they get how the game works and they get comfortable with it. Why they stick to it so much is because it's not like, OK, you play one map and it's the same map every single time and it's the same meta every time. Uh, in pub matches specifically, people try crazy things. People do funny things. People build the weird fobs and, and try different strategies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like where that came from. It's like me getting yeah. kind of bored with like the meta. So it's like, hey, squad gives you the tools to play roughly how you want to play. So long as you're working as a team, why not try this strategy? And that's how yep. super fobs came out to be like. And, and a lot of people, like, misunderstand super fobs, right? Because they see one video and they think I'm super, super fobbing a point up on AAS in the far back. Like, you have to, like I said before, you have to get comfortable with squad. You have to know how squad plays. And then you can definitely get into those crazy dynamic strategies that shake things up. Because you're given the tools. It's more or less a sandbox in squad. So being able to do what you want to do is really, really powerful in a game like this. So that's that's like another huge thing that i think the secret sauce of squad right is that replayability that dynamic gameplay every single time you jump into a map and it's really kind of true to life right where teams are only as good as the people on them and human beings are human beings talking to human beings while they're getting shot at is hard getting people to work together when when things are crazy things are going off and explosions are going on and you need logistics and some dude don't, doesn't want to drive the logi like getting people to work together that's hard and that's reflected you know in stressful situations in squad and it's 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 a mechanic more or less it's not necessarily like oh you know my team's bad like fuck this game it's it's part of the game it's part of getting people to work together part of figuring out the strategy and how you can get the team to accomplish a goal and that's one of the reasons why i love commander so much and i know you enjoy that commander mechanic as well yeah commander it's it's funny though like that that's i think as, as we're saying this there's so many ways to approach this and when uh like i'm i'm kind of i'm i'm kind of a chill guy when it comes to commanding mm -hmm. squad leading and stuff like that and so i take it upon you have some people where on command comms you know very uh i want this this like this this and this and very you know you you put in not only just step one but step one a step one a a step one a a b and stuff like that where i mm -hmm. say hey just set up in this general area and see what happens and so it's like anytime your your game of gordok can be 100 percent different than yesterday's game of gordok just based on maybe two people uh, out of an entire 100 player server and that's what's really cool about it and mm -hmm. I, I think it was really interesting to see. I know probably uh, Shroud is probably one of the biggest uh, channels or his channel that's been streaming recently. And I've actually noticed over the past couple of weeks that he has been streaming, he's actually learning the mechanics really well, like gameplay mechanics and kind of squad meta-ish and just understanding the bigger picture. And I, I think that's really cool to see because when you see someone like, shroud play a game you think oh okay he's probably just gonna you know just be a really good shot you know good aim but squad i feel like it it almost draws you to learning a bit more and understanding a bit more and that you you can't simply just load in and just you know shoot bad guys because mm -hmm. eventually you're going to be like oh actually i i realized i can do so much more like hey i want to learn about this and i want to do this and so seeing people like yeah, like, like Shroud do that. Uh, it's, it, I think it, it's a testament to just how cool and how, uh, you know, open a game of, of squad can really be.
Yeah, there's so much to learn about squad. There's so many other things to do besides shooting, right? Even like down to just SLing. Like most of the time when you and I or anyone else squad leads, we're looking at the map, we're coordinating, we're talking, we're, we're looking through our binos, we're doing all that stuff that isn't shooting. There's so much to do in this first person shooter that isn't shooting people. That is just, I don't know. It's There's something kind of interesting and, and kind of really, really crazy about that that you can have a really good time in a first person shooter like squad without firing around so there's something really really special and just dynamic about that that sets it apart from like all other shooters right now uh but going back to like learning squad because you know <laughs> i remember when i was learning squad and i remember being completely overwhelmed i guess about that learning process what's something that you wish you know or a word of advice you'd give to a new player to squad a, a word of advice. I have to, mm -hmm. I have to make just <laughs> a one paragraph word. of advice. Just one word. <laughs> microphone. Microphone. The word is microphone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, uh, it's it's really, man. It, squad is. I like to say that if you're familiar with squad, or sorry, if you're familiar with first person shooters and and things like anything from Rainbow Six Siege all the way to Escape from Tarkov, if you just understand how those mechanics work, then you're gonna get the idea of squad. But really, I think the, the 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 people that I see have the the biggest problems, whether they're in my squad or in game, or maybe they're asking questions, are those who, and I've done this before. It's like, oh, I know everything. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, it's it's a military shooter. I, I got it. Oh, there's the egos, man. Sometimes there's some, <laughs> like like we like we were talking about, like talking to people. That that is the game, and dealing with people with egos, like that is that is a huge challenge sometimes. Yeah, and you have to, you know, you it's funny because i've also talked to some people who you know they're 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 family people you mm -hmm. know maybe you're maybe you're working a, a job you know actually management level job working with people every day maybe you have you're you're a boss and you have people that you have to you know a boss around uh the last thing that you want to do is then run into a, a conflict or something in squad when you're just trying to relax but you know sometimes it does happen so the 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 number one thing that i've i've tried to tell people who are getting into squad is literally just ask questions, tell people you're new and pick. I, when I say riflemen, I, I, I honestly mean it because I love riflemen because mm -hmm. it, it, it's squad leader as well. Squad leader is basically just a rifleman with command tools. I yeah. love the kit. Uh, I think it's great. It's, it's really good for new players, but it's also the one kit that will set you up for success without like ruining the game for other people. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but if you, grab hat you're going to ruin the game but if you have vehicles coming yeah. at you and you don't know what's going on so those types of things I, i've had people who are completely new uh, as long as they ask questions i will then you know show them okay this is how a tow operates this is how we can drive this vehicle or whatever it's the people who grab the tow and then fire it into the dirt and waste our last ammo that's yep. those, those yep. are the people who uh run and they're like oops uh, I mean, we've all done, we've all had that moment in squad and I do think it's a learning process, but just admitting that, you know, you might be whatever age and you might be wherever you are in the world, but dude, just ask a question. Like, I think this is, and I genuinely mean this. I think the vast majority of people in squad it, are really helpful. And it's one of the nicer communities that I've, I've run into in online gaming, but new players they're not going to get over that steep learning curve unless they have a microphone and ask a question. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not in the tutorial. Yeah, that's, I'll that's, echo that. That's not yeah. in the tutorial. 100%. Squad players don't get angry if you ask how to use something. They get angry when you take something quietly and then mess it up. That is <laughs> that is the most infuriating thing. It's like when I'm squad leading and some dude takes a lat kit or whatever and he point blank fires it at enemy armor not knowing about arming range. Like, dude, before you fire it, if you just say, hey, you know, this is my first time as lat. Like, what, what do I need to know? Like, then I have that expectation of like, okay, you're new. Here's what I need to tell you so you can be somewhat competent. And if you miss, yep. you miss. But if you take it, you don't say anything. You know how to use it, and you shoot a point blank, or you you backblast someone. That's like that's that's when people start getting angry. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we're 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 about to rally up right here. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's yeah, it's it, just like it's really important that you take that initiative like that's really important it's like squad players love it when people take the initiative like hey do you do you need me to do this can i help you with that like 
ask, 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 ask. Use your microphone because then I can tell you. And that's like doubly frustrating when you're on squad comms, right? Because once you become a squad leader, there's like a certain expectation that like the most minimal requirement when you're squad leading is that you are listening to command comms and you can respond. Like, I don't need you to pull off the most crazy maneuver and get your squad to, like, <laughs> double flank the enemy position and take out 10 fo- Like, I don't care about that. If you can just say, yeah, I got it. No, I didn't hear you. Yeah, we'll do it. I can't do it right now. Any of those answers when we're talking to you over squad comms, over command chat, like, fine, dude. You take your time. You, I, I know how to work around you. That's the thing, I think, is, like, knowing how to work around a certain player, especially when you're squad leaning, is very important. Because the last thing you want to be as a new player to squad is a liability to your squad leader <laughs> because he's already like that's putting a lot of pressure yeah. on me karma i'm brand new <laughs> all i did was just uh you know grab the most important kit in the game and screw it up uh, what do you say no. yeah no i it's it's uh it's 100 and and i think you know people who who outwardly say you know grab the rifle and grab the medic mm -hmm. and just ask questions i i want to say for the most part almost 100% of the community is in agreement with people who who are new should do that and mm -hmm. I, I do know I've noticed it, it it has there has been such an influx of new players though that I've run into the games where literally they can't join a squad because they're all new players and there's no other person to create a squad and then you kind of end up in the uh, the worst sound in, in squad is nothing on command comms yep. squad comms. Yeah. And that has happened a lot recently. And I, I think when we talk about like new player experience, those are the experiences that if you're brand new, all the squads are either locked or full or there's not squads. You're going to create a squad. You're Nobody knows what's going to happen. You're probably going to spend like 40 minutes to an hour of, just maybe dying and respawning and not really understand what's going on mm -hmm. you're gonna be like oh well you know hey you know my two hours is almost up do i still want to do this or not you know i played this tutorial i played one game it's uh people said there was communication but i'm not really seeing it here yeah and so that's it's it's this kind of stuff where i don't know if there's some other form of in-game tutorial or walkthrough or something that can really just help people because squad is such a community-driven game that it's almost like we have to do that to keep yeah. the community alive finding and yeah finding a good server is so important and there's no guide from owi side or from squad side that kind of tells you what servers are good to join what servers you know kind of encourage communication because i've only played on the playground on the potato fields and squad ops for the most part and generally because those are such new player friendly um, communities and they have a lot of active players it's easy to get or identify people in in that server that will be using their comms so it's it's easier to get squads together that are working um, together and using the communications within those servers but man i've played on some other servers sometimes where literally no one is using the microphone and it, it's the it, worst it's appalling it's it's crazy because you and i we know how to get communication started you and i will like we'll, we'll take the initiative and we'll start talking to sls or start talking to squad we'll get things organized and we'll, we'll get things moving so i think you and i have a really different um experience in squad compared to players who don't have those tools or that experience of like how to uh get the team to work together right get things going um kind of take charge to a certain degree and start getting the ball rolling because a lot of the players that don't have that experience or don't have those tools to kind of get things going like i can only imagine how quiet things are and how that gameplay experience rolls because that is like that is my nightmare in squad it's like joining into a server and like even though i'm trying to get the ball rolling no one's talking and that's like as a squad leader who knows how the game works <laughs> you load into a server where like you don't know how to do that how to get people talking and no one on your team does that's a that's really different squad it's, it's a really different game yeah it's so it's i don't know how they're going to address this but this this kind of rolls us pretty well into our next topic which is the new player experience right what do you think of the new player and you know we've talked about it quite a bit already but the new player experience in squad what are the issues with it how do you think it could be improved um yeah uh so new player experience in improvements i th i think we we did kind of touch on we do have an infantry tutorial and uh you've you've made uh, tips videos and guides videos i've made guides videos and we've we i think 
we're almost at the point where the community can only do so much. Mm -hmm. And I think those that are active in the community, like we, we, we love this game and we, we love to see people successful, but I, I'm the type of person I'll watch a video and I'm like, Oh man, I can't wait to go do that in game. And then I load up the game and I've forgotten everything. All right. It just doesn't stick like a tutorial to actually walk through and play through would do. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really think if we do want to see some semblance of success in a game like squad, you really need more interactive tutorials, uh, things that can actually show mechanics because a lot of the tutorial you have just a big almost staging area with the billboards and the training range and you kind of put it on the person to go read all that and even if they yeah <laughs> even if they do read all that man it is information overload i don't know even if someone read all the signs i don't know how you retain all that in one tutorial i, I know the only thing I, I i read it and i'm just like oh, okay so that's a btr that's a btr that's a flying btr uh, <laughs> and it's like all this stuff yeah it, it definitely is information overload some things are also they don't make sense like you drop c4 on the radio and it takes it all the way down when it doesn't really do that and like it, it's like I, I get it. It's just trying to encourage people uh, to to understand the mechanics, or at least start to understand the mechanics. But there's so much. I mean, people literally load into games and they've never even heard of a staging area. They don't really know what to even. How do you even cap a point? How do I even spawn? Why did I just spawn? Uh, you know, two thousand meters away from my team. It's all this type of stuff that I, I feel. It's. The community can only do so much, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know if people I know there's even armor training mods that have been created so people can start, you know, practicing or understanding damage models. But all this stuff is so community driven and from the outside to try to help the inside that it's we, we really need something that is in game that a person almost has to do before they can like unlock multiplayer or something like that. Yeah, I'm actually somewhat behind like level locks or some some kind of. Are you suggesting progression in squad <laughs> karma? I would this, be fine. I would be fine with some amount of progression. I know. I remember playing America's Army a long time ago, and I remember in America's Army that if you team killed too much, you had to go back and play the tutorial. You couldn't play multiplayer. <laughs> they would. You would not be able to play multiplayer if you team killed people too much. And that is, I think, while it's a little extreme, I think that squad is so in-depth and there's so much to cover at every single level like even if communities like ops or potato or or you know playground come up with training like we're trying to develop one for ops right now but like we're starting to try to develop it and we're like god damn where do we start there's so much, there's to, so cover. much to cover yeah, yeah it's ridiculous it's it's and and the only way players are learning right now is either one through trial by fire and just slamming their heads into game after game after game either getting yelled at because they're doing it incorrectly or figuring it out for themselves like after the 50th try or going up and taking that initiative to seek third-party outside sources whether it's you know your youtube videos uh, someone's guide that's written up on the on the community page a mod that you have to figure out how to download and install and then play to, to practice armor like <laughs> but it, how, how do you figure out the admin <laughs> command i don't know how to even go to training yeah like it's, it's i think if they were i think if odbi found a way to kind of smoothen out that experience and kind of i think drip feed that information i think you'd see player retention much stickier but i don't know i could be completely wrong and people might just go oh fuck i can just i only get to play rifleman for the next you know 10 levels like i'm not i don't want to play this game more but that's kind of the people that we don't want playing anyways <laughs> you know what i mean so it's just it's managing yeah, it, that expectation and getting that information out there without restricting players too much you know yeah and that's the the issue with it that i and that's why i'm hesitant to ask for progression mm -hmm. because like you could be coming in from Arma, the thousands of hours in Arma, and yeah, it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. Yeah, and, like aside from you, the mechanics, you, you'll you'll understand the concepts. Exactly, and so it's like I don't think I, I've heard suggestions of time gating squad leaders and mm -hmm. things like that, and I think that would just create an overall negative experience for the game. And it's you know if you feel comfortable at least trying a squad leader with a couple of your friends, I'd never want to take that away from someone because that's now. You're 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 reducing the or you're you're making the sandbox smaller. Right. You can't do as much as you can 
And so I definitely don't like time gating. You know, things like, speaking of America's Army, you had to take like a medic test before you could be a medic in America's Army. Mm -hmm. Like things like that, where at least going through a a couple minutes of at least kit familiarization wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. I just, I don't know how you can, uh, you can implement it properly. And, you know, maybe it is a a drip feed every once in a while you get a new tutorial added on or something like that. Cause I, I know looking at the roadmap, there's a lot of other content there's other priorities <laughs> like yeah. if if we don't get the marine corps in december because we have a medic tutorial uh yeah no that's not gonna fly with me mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like I'll, i will i will grab someone i will personally teach you how to be a medic in my squad but you're giving me the marines like yeah. that's where i want my dev time yeah so it's it's a tricky it's a tricky balance for sure figuring out like where that time is supposed to go and how you know you can improve the game as a whole i think one of the games that kind of does it a little bit interestingly and i'm all for this kind of line of approach is like hell at loose i know you can time gate commander on a server level so certain servers maybe in squad at one point yeah so like you might have to be level 20 to have to command in in a certain server for hell at loose and another server you could just probably hop in level one um so i i definitely think that i personally as a community um owner and and like hoster like i would like the opportunity to to implement that on my server i don't necessarily think time gating the entirety of squad as a whole is beneficial to the game but i do think it if if applied properly in a couple key places you can definitely um improve the general playability of squad but that's all that's a lot that we just crushed on for a new player experience what other experiences or issues um, do you think squad has currently because we talked a lot about what we loved about the game and and the best parts about it let's let's start getting into a little bit of that what what kind of irks you what what do you want change what, what do you want added that kind of stuff mm-hmm. well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask that question or answer that question with a question if you could change one thing just you had to pick one thing in squad what would it be it would be the ability for me to mod better and implement mods easier that 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 i think for me is what i want because squad i think has a lot of awesome things i've got some great ideas for squad squad is based off of project reality which was a battlefield 2 mod there's precedent for it i just want to be able to make the changes that i want to make to add the things that i want to add and that way i don't have to rely on the studio itself so better modding will essentially enable me and many others to get what we want without having to wait for the devs that's that would be my uh you know one change if i could get it what about you wow i, I was just gonna say right click to co but <laughs> yeah sure just change, change the whole modding thing no i that is interesting though because i i do like the uh the ability to i think the modding scene in squad can be a very successful one but one of the the biggest issues that i see in that same vein is that the games that encourage modding and allow people to play custom games without almost separating them and removing them? Because if you go in the server browser, most people don't go to custom browser. Mm-hmm. And and whitelisted mods and those types of things, being able to join a mod will or join a join a live game in a regular server browser will just extend the life of squad. Squad's yeah. only going to have so much content. Yeah. And so being able to give the community the tools to even if it's small tweaks and, you know, upping some hardcore elements like, uh, you know, squad ops mod and things like that. But having these changes in the, just the live server browser, whether it's a, a complete and utter change, you know, new theaters like postscriptum was, was like the mod, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like th- this, this type of thing I think is just good for the longevity. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. Like if, that's a big thing to say for your one change. Now my answer just feels so little. <laughs> well, I mean, what 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 was your your little change? Just to really right click no, the go right or... because <laughs> I play armor all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I play armor all the time, and the one of, and that that's why I I really feel like it. See, it does sound so small now. You're like, yeah, I'll just you know completely help the community and you know encourage modding and all this stuff and i'm just like yeah i'm selfish <laughs> i want my gun to shoot no I, I feel that i feel that i feel that because postscriptum it, has it right but doesn't hell let loose have it even hell let loose has it but the thing is like you'd think that squad would have it by now because postscriptum is based off of the same owi core as squad 
So that's, and this is something that we're going to talk about in the next podcast, is like why certain features went so far in Postscriptum, but haven't been rolled into Squad. That's like a really interesting thing that I do want to talk about in the next podcast. Yeah, well, well, as much as I want to dive in, because will, that will be dove right into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, like some of those things, like, like you're, you, you like have to reload a shell into your, your, your tank you know, if you swap from your machine gun and things like that, those are the type of small quality of life things that remind me this was just recently an early access game, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I, as, you know, we've played thousands of hours of this game. Those are the things where I'm like, are we really still not fixing this? Uh, And so those, it's more just quality of life stuff that I've, I've noticed over just the length of playing it that, Honestly, maybe the average person might not notice, but I think it would really just improve the game. And I'm not a coder, I'm not a dev, anything like that. But if if recent games can do it with smaller dev teams or maybe comparably or like comparable uh, dev teams, it, it almost feels like you know why not squad? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know they have they have a lot of you know future content planned, but. The some of these things, you know, people have also suggested like, hey, we have these amazing maps like Fallujah now, uh, even Mutaha, things like this. Uh, some of these other maps that we have look absolutely horrible now compared to uh, current maps. And it's things like this where you're you're a 1.0 game, you're V1, you're now launched. Some of these things I, I think might kind of, I don't want to say haunt because that's super negative, but there, there's all these ghosts of the early access past that exist in squad. And, and I feel like if we really want to be that 1.0 game that I think squad can be, we really unfortunately have to go backwards a little bit and, and fix some of that to be successful. I agree with you completely that like the little things, those little quality of life things, they do start to add up exponentially and of course this only happens if you play the game a lot like a lot a lot you'll start to notice these things but like one of the things that i i had to take a sizable break from squad from was like the issue where sometimes when you gave up you couldn't catch a rally and then you were stuck waiting for the the next rally and then sometimes it wouldn't work like these tiny little things or stutters when i'm aiming down sight which i'm still kind of getting right now like there's these tiny things that it might even last like half a second, a millisecond, this tiny little thing. That adds up after it, thousands it adds of hours. Up and, up, <laughs> and you start wondering like, why isn't this fixed? Why isn't this fixed? This has been yep. here for, for six years, or not six years, six months, a year now. They start, to, they start to really get at you. And one of the things like going to armor specifically is like, sometimes when you reload something, it doesn't reload all the way. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't know oh, why I it know is. Oh, I know 100% what yeah, you're talking like, about. <laughs> sometimes I'll reload the coax, but then I'll do something or, or I'll, I'll trigger a bug or something and then the coax doesn't reload i'm like oh, I, I have to sit here for another 30 seconds like i don't know what happened and 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 this has been a thing since vehicles have been released <laughs> vehicles, <laughs> like, then you got you got the physics engine talking yeah. about it getting stuck on a little mud rock i mean it's, oh, it's these yeah. types of things like as as much as we uh we kind of joke that squad is like a running simulator or a truck driving simulator uh, running simulator and truck driving simulators, I, I don't think would have as many issues sometimes with these little rocks and stuff, mm. which it feels like we've we've been talking about it for you know a couple of years now. Uh, when uh, the physics engine was updated, what a year and a half ago, maybe V thirteen, V twelve, something like that. Uh, and so since then, I've I've noticed a lot of people. Uh, I love armor, but if my sixty ton tank gets stuck on a little mud wall and I die to another tank, uh, I I I lose it. And when it happens, you know, so often, unfortunately, and when we look at, you know, we look at future content coming into the squad, we're going to have an actual mechanic where if you run into something, it can do vehicle damage. Where we're mm-hmm. going to have that ability where post-scriptum, you can, you know, run over, uh, what is this, like small bushes and fences and stuff like that. That one tree, that tiny little, little tiny twig tree, almost it looks like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree, that's scattered all over Gordok, that's going to do damage to your tank now. Yeah. And yeah. that's the kind of stuff that doesn't sit right with me. Oh, God. Where you, you run into it over and over <laughs> again, and now I'm going to be killed by it. 
I'm getting flashback. I'm like traumatized. Like I know PTSD, exactly what we're talking man, about. Those He's little trees. driving through certain terrain in, in 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 squat and like postscriptum fix this. A lot of things you can drive just drive through in postscriptum. You can drive through that fence. You don't have to worry about collision. Like there's so many things. Like when we hey, put hey, we got we got a long I know long we got we gotta save it. We gotta we save it for the next one. I know I know. So we'll save one. that. If you want to hear about that, you gotta <laughs> stay tuned and make sure you sub and and watch for the next podcast. But yeah, there there's so much we're gonna talk about regarding postscript them versus hell at least and squad and like the things that could have been taken away and et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be on next podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just for me, it's those tiny things and it's just, it adds up. And one of the things is like, I, I kind of feel like I would be okay. Personally, I would be okay if they fixed modding to the point where modders could, could build stuff fast and implement them fast and play them and just fixing the quality of life engine stuff and just the weird physics and, and et cetera, and then just working on t content after that. Because I kind of feel like every time they add a new shiny toy, it's it's a small distraction. It's cool for a little bit. Like MEA, like that's awesome. Cool, good job. But I, I don't care anymore. And I've gone back to like being really, really upset by certain small things that happen in the game again. Um, Fallujah, like I said, good map. But hey, you know, if you give modding and the modding scene, like the tools to do that, we could have like a Fallujah quality map rolled out pretty consistently, you know, much, much faster well, than I it took them to push Fallujah out as a, as a dev studio. I, I think you would be happy to know that they are supposedly fixing the the map layer and SDK fixes and, and making it a lot easier for you guys to edit stuff. Mm -hmm. So supposedly, I'm fingers crossed for this one, uh, it did look on the Trello board and the roadmap that this type of stuff should be better and, and it's almost like they're trying to encourage modders to mod yeah. and be successful at modding. So as we look forward which is a perfect segue into now exciting things. Let's move away from the negativity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of some of the things that are bothering us. But let's let's. So modding, I know, is definitely one that they've they've pushed out. They're talking about being able to tweak your layers so that way, if you don't want the same, you know, random advanced and secure layer that is not actually RAS, it almost feels like AES. Uh, other tweaks to the SDK that can allow us to, to to play around with it. But there's like a lot of other good stuff. I know we're we're not getting an update in October, but is there anything like over the next couple of months that I'm, I'm going to take modding off the table for you? You got to pick another <laughs> thing. What uh, non non modding thing are you? You see that and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to buy another copy of Squad. I'm, I'm going to buy a second computer. <laughs> I'm going to have two computers running Squad because of this update. Oh man, uh, with modding off the table. <sighs> Let's see. What is the next thing I'm there's really excited for, dude? It's, for it's really hard. I'm telling you, dude. It's really hard because there's so much stuff that's really cool with modding. Um, I'm trying to think what the next. It's funny because step you is. actually now now that I think of it, because Squad Ops has has kind of I'm not want to say they've created a lot of you know some of the content that is coming out, but y'all y'all have done a, a lot with the game and to make it almost feel and play like a different game. So yeah. is, is there anything that even you know whether hey we got what like amphibious vehicles I, i've seen some of the the squad ops mods that mm -hmm. have, have done really good work to kind of doing a workaround and i've seen also haryu uh map by wanda uh, he it, it makes it feel like you're amphibious when you you have a really uh kind of shallow terrain layer under the water so you can actually drive i mean yeah. things like amphibious vehicles that's got to be exciting right yeah, it, it's exciting, but like going back, right? You know, like Ops had had amphibious vehicles. Like, there's a lot of stuff that that modding kind of provides before the dev studio can get out. Like the freaking helicopter mod. You know, we were playing with helicopters in Squad before the actual official helicopter release. Like, I would say almost a year before. Um, we had Apaches in it. <laughs> there's like an alligators. You had you had the the auto cannon and, and infrared on it. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of cool things that come with modding. So like when you take it off the table, like I'm trying think like does a new faction excite me not really because we can crank out new factions pretty fast in the mod does a new map excite me not really because there's a ton of awesome mod modded maps out there right now that people just can't play so it's like really different like i'm trying to think of the next system change that would be the biggest thing that i would look forward to as far as new content is like some kind of system change or or actual mechanic change that influences squad as a game but i don't think there's anything big like that coming out i don't think there's any new game okay, mode so coming I'll, out I'll, are there 
I'll I'll check. I'll okay. We'll, yeah, you, we'll do, you let we'll me know. Look, You're probably better informed than I am on that. I I I, I know I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a couple, and you're mm -hmm. gonna on a scale from one to sure, ten. Sure. Yeah. This this might be an easier way to do this. Yeah. If I if you're gonna go back to modding. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. A couple. So uh, hab hab respawn and proxy mechanic changes. One to ten. How much at you? <laughs> so you say this we already have this plan for a mod um i don't know what oh necessarily it means you, i don't you can't say modding anymore for the rest of the podcast <laughs> take a shot every time i say modding yeah, exactly. um i i don't know what that means exactly i i have okay, to look so at the you details have, yeah. okay, so you have uh you know one of the it's almost cheesy now mm -hmm. if you you have two people you push the hab you proxy yes. mm -hmm. you can do that so right. now they're implementing it's it's almost like i i think habs are going to be a lot more important because you need to protect them and get space between you and the enemy. Because now six people from 60 meters can proxy your hab. I like that and change. The, yeah. Yeah, that's a cool, and, that's a good change. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that, that's, I think, will change meta because that almost takes out, uh, you know, Gordok radio fob out of the question. Uh, unless you mm -hmm. can somehow, you know, proxy out other people. Uh, so mm -hmm. this type of thing, I, I do think you know factions and maps i'm definitely excited about but it's more of these types of meta changes that i know i'm excited about because i you know we were talking about this earlier how you know when we talk about the super fob or whatever i i like to do almost some people might say they're stupid things but i like to try different things that are non-meta and non-predictable to see if it works and yeah. i think mm -hmm. when you have these large gameplay changes it's really gonna it's gonna shape up the game and we, you know we've seen in the past during various patches sometimes they work sometimes they don't work but i think something like a, a hab proxy change and also you know the moment the hab is no longer overrun you can't immediately spawn in there's like a cooldown, so that way it's it's a lot less of the rush and the respawn and the teleportation type thing and i know i i, I believe you're kind of in the same opinion where you know did you like buddy rallies uh like so i i i think there were good parts and bad parts to it i liked how so oh god oh god you're gonna get me started on a whole thing um the spawning <laughs> the spawning mechanics in squad are really wonky they're not necessarily how i would like the spawns to be used i think buddy rallies were good because they served as a as a clutch for you know people who didn't know what they were doing and it evened out how public matches played. I don't really okay, care about yeah, the comp scene. Sure. I don't like I, I like when squad is played at that higher level. I think it's great. I think it's good. But I think as a whole, whatever makes squad public matches more consistent in how they play and avoids swing games where like the game is over in 50 minutes because someone made a a single mistake and now yeah. your fob is gone and you got rolled back to main and boom game over. Like I think anything that makes general squad gameplay public matches flow more consistently i'm all for it um now was the buddy rally the the full-on answer was it a band-aid that's something we could you know probably do a whole podcast on um but mm -hmm. definitely like anything that changes spawns to where it's more consistent but they make sense for example we talk about fobs right fobs are not used as bases fob stands for forward operating base no one uses a fob like a forward operating base very few people very few people most people use it they drop the radio drop the hab boom that's it let's go <laughs> and that's just like to me i think there's a missed opportunity here to let players create their own dynamic objectives because fobs are kind of objectives but they're not really like the objective and i think there's well, that, though they they should be and that's mm -hmm. what i've i've been if if anyone who's uh watched recently i've kind of you get bored of playing the same objectives, yes, right? Yes, yes. So you you create an objective, and I'm, I'm once again, as you said, this doesn't mean creating a super fob in the corner of an AAS map that mm -hmm. is nowhere near the point. But if you can create an actual forward operating base and create an objective that the enemy then has to deal with to get to other objectives, that is engaging gameplay yes. for everybody. We talk and about sandbox. That's a real sandbox. Being able to exactly. use, because you're changing the map, 
you are actually like building something that is physically changing the map and you can like if you figure out a game mode which which we are with modding if you can figure out a game mode where you can build a fob that will affect the gameplay that is a primary objective then you give the players the tools to set up where they want to set up and you have a truly dynamic sandbox and and it's it's revolving around player made objectives not game game made objectives yeah no i think that's yeah 100 and i do feel like this this one mechanic change this have uh this have proxy change mm -hmm. will encourage that because if you're pushing a, a cap zone you're going to have at least six people in that area and you know you've pretty much instantly remove the hab from its existence because now no one can spawn right and now creating these secondary objectives that are in the region or just kind of just nearby or overwatch or something that you just need to deal with to then cap the real objective uh, i think i'm hoping at least and, and as i've looked into this and, and tried to at least metagame a little bit and explore you know how this could play out with our current proxy changes or proxy mechanics I do think that we're going to get a little bit more of that. I, I, I'm scared saying that because people always, I'm sure when, when you do it as well, or if someone stumbles across one of your videos or something, they're like, oh my God, they're teaching people to just super fob and not play the objective mm -hmm. and just play Minecraft. When in fact, a, a super fob really is, is an objective. Yeah. It should be treated like that. And if you just treat it as building for the sake of building and not actually impacting the game, then you're wasting you're wasting, you're wasting your time you're wasting you're, your time and your team's yeah. time yeah no 100 i think that's that's definitely something that i also failed to like explain thoroughly in my videos is like when i'm super fobbing it, it there's a very definitive reason of why i'm super fobbing right here at this point in time right it's not like oh hop on a map let's start building something uh so i i definitely want that was some of the those were some of the most fun games i ever had is is a good super fob that's on the objective that must be attacked and is doing its job in defending the, the objective that was like apex of squad in my opinion i had so I, I much can, fun with I that can hear you smile <clears throat> as you say about that memory that's that's why squad is so so good yeah Damn. yeah thinking of mine too fun times fun times man yeah fun uh -huh. times fob times <laughs> <laughs> yep yep ah <sighs> but uh yeah, what about you? I mean, what's what's your most most exciting, you know, future feature? Most exciting future feature, I would have to say I really want to know what they're going to do with insurgency mm -hmm. because as much as I like random advance and secure, uh, I do think it does get a little stale. And our server, we've tried to every once in a while uh, implement or throw in, I guess, against uh, our current population's will to play destruction or to play insurgency just to get people thinking and most people have never even played those game modes and so i'm really hoping that insurgency is i never played it uh back in project reality i've played some project reality i'm probably a handful of hours i'm never going to pretend i actually played it mm -hmm. that much but from what i've heard it seems very interactive and and very fluid and something that the whole community basically if you were playing project reality more often than not you're playing insurgency and that's something that i feel squad has lost and hopefully you know now that fuzzhead is pretty much at the, at the helm trying to just inject project reality back in the squad i'm i'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to be a really really fun game mode yeah i hear uh i hear kath talk about insurgency a lot and the way she remembers it and how she explains it to me sounds really interesting. A dynamic game mode that has a narrative to it. And that's one of the things that I really like about Squad. We talked about this before. Is that it's cinematic. There's a narrative to most of the games that you play. Some games you get ultra sweaty and you're you know, doing things at the most optimal level. But a lot of the games, you can kind of feel a narrative or a story behind it. Especially when you're playing Invasion. That's one of the reasons why I like Invasion so much. Is because it feels like an operation. It feels like the whole platoon has a goal, and it's all working towards one goal. It's not a game mode. It's 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 like an actual narrative. You're going from X point to Y point across the map. You don't have to worry about anything else. And hearing her talk about insurgency, where you have like insurgents that are dropping their kits, and now they're civilians, and they're running around, and that you have to get intel and find... like. That whole kind of narrative game mode where you feel like you're in an operation where you're actually doing a plug and play armor operation in squad and it's just you pick it up and you go, that I think is going to be a very powerful tool. I think they really should focus on game modes that kind of give you that feel where it's it's a milsim kind of game mode, but without all the 
the fuss and all the you know training like and etc of time Milsim. as well the the time investment of a lot of these milsim games mm -hmm. uh, i think is just insane with arma specifically but if you could have a you know max two hour uh really in-depth insurgency type game mode that gives you that same type of narrative feel I, that's going to be a, a slam dunk and i i really as much as i like uh these almost conquest rush whatever you want to call it where you just on to the next point grind fests mm -hmm. i think that's this is really where where squad's going to shine in these kind of almost open-ended type games yes yes most definitely like I, I would love to see that is, you know, if I had a future request, that is one of the things I'd like to see is more narrative style game modes, more narrative driven or operation style uh, feeling um, experiences on a more consistent basis. That's definitely something that I would like to see out of squad more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that wraps up everything that I want to talk about as far as future content. Um, <laughs> we can go into like all the modding ideas and yeah. other stuff like in a whole other episode for sure. So I don't want to get started on that again. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, mean, good good thing this is a this is going to be a regular thing. Yeah, like, good thing, just, right? Yeah, Lots to right? talk about, and it's definitely like we said at the beginning. This isn't really stuff we can talk about while while streaming to a great extent because like we could go for hours and hours and hours <laughs> talking about specific topics. Uh, but yeah, man, it was it was a lot of fun. I think that you know this will be a a great kind of podcast. I think it's gonna be uh, pretty eye opening for people, hopefully, and you know just having a good time. And yeah, is there anything else that you wanna you wanna chop onto the end here? Uh, no, I do think that overall this is something that I just wish I could do more while streaming, and mm -hmm. you really can't. And, and so being able to just set aside the time and then you know talk over what we all are thinking and talking about uh you know I, I really encourage if you are listening to this and you're liking it ask questions and post and let us know your thoughts on things like this because although we do have some ideas of where we want to go you know part of why i enjoy streaming so much is hearing from you guys so let us let us know if we're on the right track and uh yeah enjoy it command comms it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah uh, as more said any suggestions you guys have let, uh, let us know you know how to reach us um, either through dms on discord or in the comments down below but yeah next episode we're going to be diving into postscriptum versus hell at loose which is a question that we get pretty often and also looking at postscriptum versus squad why do certain things work in postscriptum certain things don't work in postscriptum and how that game kind of more or less died and the unfortunate kind of you know outcome of that game but yeah, it's been an exciting episode, Moy. I've had a lot of fun. I think this was a great idea. Uh, you can find Moy's stuff. You know, go ahead and plug yourself right now. All right, I'm plugging twitch.tv slash moydog. Boom. YouTube.com slash moydog. Nice. And you guys know where to find me, youtube.com slash karma cut. But it's been a great podcast. I've had a lot of fun here. There's so many topics we need to talk about. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. So I, we could honestly go for hours more. Yeah. So we got plenty of... Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be great. Next week is going to be fun. And really, we, we got a whole bunch to talk about. So if you guys like it, subscribe, whether you're on, on YouTube or you know add it to your favorites. Uh, press that plus button on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're at. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, guys.